0: This episode of the TM4 Podcast is brought to you from the people of Blank. We currently don't have any sponsors, so if you're interested in becoming one of our beloved sponsors, please email tm4sponsor at gmail.com. I repeat, tm4sponsor at gmail.com for more information. All right, let's go. Hello, Hey, everybody. We are here, and we are actually not in good shape. One of us is actually mad tonight, or very annoyed, which I love because it's called the Madman Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and my very annoyed co-host, Rob, is also here. Say what's up to the people, Rob. Hey, Steve, you hear me? Now I hear you. What are you doing with your phone, man? I'm not doing anything with my phone. It seems like no. they don't want you me to what? have an intro on this show. You you know, this is the second time they did it, and I believe it's because of what we're about to talk about tonight. ESPN be moving sneaky like this. They be trying to shut people down without them even knowing. So, again, I'm going to give you a proper intro. Again, my co-host is Rob. Say what up to the people, Rob. Peace, peace and grace. It's Rob, the GM. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm sure they're actually, like, very bothered that we went dead for about 30 seconds because of blog But anyway... I'm, I'm pretty bothered about that myself. <clears throat> I'm bothered, by it because we actually set up properly. But, and, again, we only have a certain amount of time, so we can't even, like, complain right now. So ESPN, a network that men love, men swear by, is a network that from when you're, like, six years old, you're waking up, you're watching highlights, up until you're 60 years old, 70 years old, eight years old, and you're watching with your grandkids. Football games, basketball games, baseball games. It is probably a pillar in the television viewing of a young man. So, Rob, I have to ask you, why is it that we're putting it on trial tonight? I mean, I guess
1: we're going to get into that. The main reason why they're on trial is because of the all I, what I can only describe as a fall from grace. And they've gone from being the worldwide leader in sports to what we call the worldwide leader in nonsense, you know? Um, we're, we're putting them on trial for a lack of integrity, what's growing to become a lack of credibility, and a flat out lack of entertainment on top of everything else, let alone objective journalism. And that's really what we're going to get into.
0: So, yeah, before we get into that, let's just put it out there so we can make it fair. What was ESPN? When we used to love it and before we decided to put it on trial, what would you categorize ESPN as from a regular sports watcher?
1: I mean, for me, you got to think about it. We're probably the first generation to really grow up with SportsCenter as as a staple. Our parents, all older brothers and siblings, whatever, they probably grew up at SportsCenter was still getting its feet wet and really getting established. We were the first generation to grow up with SportsCenter, had that stronghold. And for me, SportsCenter was the definitive. As a young kid, you're not really up on the Internet. And again, not to date myself, but I was in the era before the Internet really blew up and became what it is today. And as a kid, you don't have access to many different news sources. And ESPN was the most reliable. If you heard it from ESPN, it was good money. You know what I mean? It was the most credible, in my opinion, definitive place to go for sports news and coverage. And that's how I would like to remember it. I'm a person that used to just have my TV on ESPN on loop all day. How they used to show the same episode of SportsCenter all morning for like six hours straight, I would just leave it on. And now
0: I don't barely turn it on unless there's a game that I'm interested in watching and then I could give you my quick take on it. I'm somebody who's actually from New Jersey. We don't have sports teams, really. We have the Devils still, and we have the the Metro Stars. Technically, we share them with New York. We really don't have anything. So growing up trying to watch sports, you don't have that home to home team tied to. And I would be stuck watching Jets games, Knicks games, Yankee games, Mets games, Not no disrespect to none of them, but they're not my team. ESPN was the only place I had to where I could turn on my TV and I can see teams from all over, and then I can make my own decision of what team to follow. I thought that was amazing compared to uh, other stations. I won't say any names that where they only play local stuff. And now I'm looking at it, and this is this is gonna come up later. But one of my biggest problems is, is the lack of coverage of other markets. If you're not in a major market anymore, ESPN is not for you. I feel bad for the cities that are in a small market, and your best team is probably a hockey team. You probably never see your team on SportsCenter. You may see them once or twice if they even make the playoffs. And I think that's ridiculous now. But, again, we're going to get into all of that soon. So first question to ask you, Rob, I hope you're ready. I'm always the ready. first question is, what do you mean that ESPN has lost objective journalism? They still have their TV shows. They still have Bob Lee show up. I see Skip Bayless every morning. What do you mean that they lost objective journalism?
1: Just because they have an outlet doesn't mean that they're using it objectively. And I think Mm -hmm. more so than ever, more so than ever, they're using it to push their own agendas and I guess probably the objectives of their their shareholders, whoever the higher up. So, you know, there's always people behind the scenes pulling strings, not to get into any type of crazy conspiracy theory or anything like that, but it's just, you just said it. You see Skip Bayless on your TV every morning, right? So I don't know how much of Skip Bayless I don't know how much of it you actually watch. I hope not that much because brain cells are a terrible thing to waste. But if you watch that show and you see Skip Bayless, what you see is you don't see Skip Bayless giving an objective take. It's not objective sports news. This is what happened. Here's where it happened. Here's how it happened. You hear Skip Bayless telling you his stupid ass opinion. Over and over again, and shoving it down your throat, making asinine comments, and just projecting foolishness and race baiting at times, along with his partner screaming a. That's and it, it, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts me. It hurts me to like see what, what Smith has become, because Smith used to be one of my favorite journalists, and he was coming up in Philly, really making his making his bones in the industry. And even when he first got on ESPN, he was one of the voices that I felt spoke for us as black men black sports fans, black, young black journalists. And now I feel like he more so than almost anyone else on the station allows his strength to be pulled. And that's the lack of objectivity. When you're speaking somebody else's message, when you're going out there to drive a point home, instead of allowing the people to formulate their own opinion. And I guess, you know, to their credit, they don't lie about it. That show is about opinion. First take is about opinions. PCI is about opinions. but that's every show is on the network. Now is about opinions. What What happened to the news? What happened to the news? So what happened to the show? I mean, what for you to say something like that. Oh, exactly. It's, it's just it soundbite. Like it's, it's, it's just become a soundbite okay. station. It's appropriate that he did that because that right there, that soundbite signifies what ESPN has become. Just clickbait okay. material, soundbites, and I'm better off watching this programming on mute and just seeing the pictures and formulating my own opinion on what's happening. And that's more or less what I do. If, on, if ESPN is on, it's usually on mute.
0: I feel exactly how you feel And I even could give you a a whole different perspective On that I love social media I have Twitter, I have Facebook I used to have an Instagram before my girl found out I had Instagram but that's a story for another podcast And I've noticed that ESPN has now geared their Television towards social media They want to just give out One-liners that can get tweeted They want to give out hot takes as they call it, hot takes for people who don't understand what a hot take is, a hot take is supposed to be something that's supposed to be strong, direct, and supposed to cause some sort of division on one side or the other. Either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. It's not even really opinion-based. You're just trying to say something to rile up the crowd to get clicks or get responses. I find that to be nuts. If I wanted to watch Twitter, I'd open up my Twitter. I I turn on to Jamil Hill's show and Michael Smith's show, and his and hers used to be numbers never lie, and all they're doing is is using memes from Twitter, literal memes from Twitter, and they're using Twitter jokes. And I want to actually learn something about sports. I want to know about the team that doesn't have a big budget that they got a new bat from their double A, and now he's I, I hear nothing about that guy. All I hear about is. LeBron and Jordan meme crying faces on LeBron because they call him a coach killer now. I think that's ridiculous. Why? Why, why do I have to watch Twitter? Bro, why? Why do I have to watch Twitter? Can you tell me why I have to watch Twitter? I don't. I shouldn't have to watch Twitter. Because Twitter's you free. keep
1: on choosing to put on ESPN, I guess is the answer to that question. <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> so you're blaming me for the fact that they're. That I'm, I'm blaming all of take that, take that
1: At the I'll end of the that. day, we all know that the real way to affect change is just to change the damn channel. If they weren't getting ratings on that program, then that program would change. Well, that's the number one thing that they're doing is trying to drive ratings.
0: But, again, like, like I said at the beginning, the reason why I even said it and set it up, I'm a guy from Jersey, or oh, I could be a guy from Minnesota. I could be a guy from Kansas City. I want to watch sports. My local faces aren't going to do it for me. They're going to give me somebody else, or they're going to give me barely any coverage. It's a shame that ESPN is my only option. Like, I'm forced to look at it. I would love to click off, but if I want to see highlights, where am I going to go? If I want to see at least maybe a quick blurb on a team, where am I going to go if I actually want to see it on my TV? But those are the questions that I know plenty of listeners, and plenty of viewers, they have. And ESPN has got to a place where they've become so irresponsible with that responsibility. They made themselves the leader in sports. They made themselves the voice of sports journalism. And I don't know at what year, if you could point it to a year that it happened, but whatever year it was, they just decided to say, we're going to give up all our credibility, and we're just going to become a hot take, blurb, clickbait station that is something that if you saw your public access channel doing, you would be even ashamed of them doing it all the time. I'm going to have to look up what year I can actually point that to. It might be whatever year first take became, like, the headline show.
1: Right, when it stopped being cold pizza and all of that. When but it even, stopped even being
0: with, Exactly.
1: Even – and I hate to point fingers, but even, like, I always point to kind of, like, with the gym roam is burning, like that's when they really started to make that shift towards more like that was like a shock value type of show, you know? And I, that was where I really started no- noticing when it was making the transition. And just to double back to something that you mentioned earlier that I find ironic, you say if you live in a small town or somewhere off in the, you know, middle America we don't have many other alternatives to get your sport to consume your sports other than ESPN, where where are you gonna go for that? In-depth analysis and coverage of, you know, the right. other regions. You're not getting that from ESPN anymore either. So you're it's still done. going there looking for that, but it's not there. So and that <laughs> and that's what I, that speaks to both the irresponsibility that you were speaking of, and just me saying why it's those people that are the reason why they're allowed to continue because you turn it on, and I'm guilty of it too. I'll turn it on and I leave it on, and they get all those ratings. So why would they change it when people are still tuning in, people are still watching? People aren't changing the channel and going away. And, you know, it's a social media age. People are trying to consume that. They don't want to, you know, that's a topic for another day, but people don't even really want to read an article anymore.
0: Mm. Let, Let alone
1: let alone sit there and watch an in-depth interview and get some analysis. They're content. Like, why do you think the Red Zone channel is so popular? Not to get too far off topic, but it just, it it, it shows the ADD generation. You could watch seven straight hours of no commercials of football and not have what to highlights? Watch the same game at all. It just, exactly, seven hours of nonstop highlights. Stop highlights. But you, you know, you know what the crazy
0: thing about it? <laughs> I was going to say, you know what the crazy thing about it is? I feel like some of the analysts on ESPN watch nothing but like seven straight hours of highlights when they're talking. Right. I can understand right. if, I could understand if let's say they want to be clickbait. Let's say they want to have hot taste. They want Skip screaming at Stephen A. They want Robert Flores running around mad, whatever. Let's say they want to do all that. But even in the midst of all of that, if they were giving some educated information, some insight that as me, from my couch, and I haven't been in locker rooms covering, I haven't been in arenas, and they can give me some insight that they may have in the midst of that madness, I would think it wouldn't be as bad. But, again, like I said, it feels like all they do is watch highlights. They probably go into their production truck and just watch the sports the highlights and then hop on air. Like, that's how I feel. I don't know if you get that same feeling from them. Um, it's
1: a little bit of that, and you know what else it is? And I attribute this to the production they have people talking about things that that's not their area of expertise. And so they come mm. off sounding stupid. And there's no, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and disrespect any of these dudes, belittle anybody and say that they're stupid and they're unintelligent. These dudes are educated individuals. I believe that they're intelligent gentlemen and they're all, you know, they're articulate, they're good at their job. But at one point I have respect for almost all of them as journalists, but you have these dudes on TV talking about things that they don't know, that is not their area of expertise. I'll never forget a few, uh, quite some time. Now. It might have been even like 10 years now. But Stephen A. Smith, I'll never forget Stephen A. Smith was talking about football, and he said, I don't understand why the team in a close game doesn't just kick the field goal on third down. This way, if they <laughs> may, they still have fourth down <laughs> to try it again. What is so disrespectful yeah. for yeah. you to
0: say something like
1: that. What? That's so <laughs> symbolic of the problem. He's a he he's a great basketball mind. Why do you have him talking about football? I'm
0: talking football. Why is that
1: necessary? Right. It's like when, whenever Skip Bayless talks basketball, it's, I want to call him a liar. Like, I want to do a Jalen Rose and pull his resume. Like, how, when he was talking all that hot shit about being a basketball player and Jalen exposed like, him was on, was like, on the bench okay. on JV or something like that. <laughs> JV bench,
0: yeah.
1: Right? And he was he trying to make him about sound like
0: Crystal piece. Yeah, no.
1: right. He he talks about this extensive background he has covering boxing. He's been watching boxing for sixty years, and Ali and this, down the third. Every time Skip Bayless opens his mouth, all I hear is Uncle Roger Mayweather. He don't know shit about boxing. He just sounds like a complete jackass every time he talks about boxing. So why have him do it? Why? Right. Because it's going to drive right you know up for people to say that he that exactly. he's willing. And why would he accept that? Why is he willing to sacrifice his integrity? Them checks must be nice, bro. Them checks must be nice. For you to give up your integrity and your credibility, you worked so hard. Your whole career was based upon building that credibility. And now you're sacrificing it for a check. And I just don't understand it. And maybe it's because I'm – well, on a different tax bracket than they are. Maybe when I get to that level, but I just can't see myself. <laughs> you can't pay me enough to make an ass out myself. I just, I can't see it, bro. I just, maybe I'm too prideful, but that, you know, but. I don't that's that's a no, big issue. Like I said, I won't I don't wanna discredit any well, maybe a couple of them right. I discredit. But for the most part well, we're gonna get to that they too. all Yeah. Their credentials are, are, are verified, you know, they and I'm not gonna take anything away from them in terms of man to man disrespect level where I'm gonna call them stupid or anything like that. But they put in bad positions a lot of times and they allow it to happen. You're not going to keep putting me out there to say dumb shit about football and I don't know football like that. That's just not what I'm going to do. I like football. I watch it. We could have barbershop conversation, but don't put me out there like some right. type of analyst. Right. It, just, it just doesn't make sense when you have all these genuine great analysts. Right. Great, but, right. People that can do the job, that are capable of doing the job, that are probably not getting opportunities that they should get because you want to keep throwing these quote-unquote personalities in front of me instead that's another problem. ESPN is more concerned with making stars. They got into the star-making business all of a sudden. That didn't used to happen. Rest in no. peace to the dead. No. Stuart Scott became a star organically. Keith Olbermann, Dan mm-hmm. Patrick, Rich Eisen, these dudes became stars and moved on to the next level. That was organic. Now ESPN is in the business of trying to create stars, and that's why they haven't since those guys have left. Who's this? Who Van Pelt. I guess I got to give credit to Scott Van Pelt. Who else would you say is a he star was, that
0: A.S.N. has made? Colin Coward, I guess? Maybe? You know what? This is great because this is moving into the next, like, quick rapid-fire segment I want to jump into, Well, I'm going to just throw out a couple names, or either their names or their show, and you're going to just give a reaction to it, whether they're a star, whether you like them, whatever. Um, how about Kate Sagan? Th- that That's a, a chick that we started seeing that we both pulled out to say they're trying to make her into a star. What do you have to say about her? You know, I like it. I didn't. I didn't really at
1: first. I don't think. And I hate to. There's no way to say this without sounding a little chauvinist. But sometimes it takes something shallow to make you see the bigger picture. You know. Mm-hmm. And I don't get to watch Around the Horn a lot because of my schedule. So I listen to it on the podcast version.
0: Right. And she
1: has a really. She has a really good voice. Her voice. It's pleasing to the ears, and that really, it made me listen to her. When I listen to her, she knows her stuff, and she's passionate about what she talks about. She's one of the few, I don't, I like her on around the horn. I've never really given her stuff. Like, I think she has a podcast of her own. I've never really given it a listen, but I, I like, I don't really have nothing negative to say. She's real passionate. Okay. She definitely has her own agendas that she pushes from time to time, but she's not like a Michelle Beatle, you know? She's not obnoxious, like a Michelle Beatle. Speaking of Michelle Beatle, Michelle Beatle, What's your take? Uh, is, is this show? Uh, what's the rating on this show? <laughs> I don't well, know. I got some towards colorful towards words to describe this beetle.
0: We're, we're towards the end of the pod, so you probably we're, we're around R rated territory now in the podcast. You, you can man a
1: little bit, man. <laughs> <laughs> To hell with Michelle beetle man! I ain't gonna say it. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be professional. To hell with Michelle beetle man.
0: Okay. I'm not okay. a fan you of know, her. Gonna...
1: I wasn't a fan of her before she jumped out the window with Floyd Mayweather, and I feel like she yeah. disgraced herself and abused her position during the Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao fight. And I will never have respect for her again as a journalist ever. There's not anything she could dog. She could write a long form article on me, and I wouldn't respect the heifer. Real <laughs> you rap. wouldn't even read it.
0: Wouldn't
1: I wouldn't even read even it.
0: Read it. <laughs> All right. Absolutely.
1: Well, I might sue her. I might file a cease and desist.
0: You're cold. As long as you know you're cold, it's fine. <laughs> one ten New York, bro. One ten New York. Right. Uh, next, next two, Mike and Mike. One of the longest standing talk shows they've had.
1: I don't have a problem with Mike and Mike. I think they're both assholes, but that works, you know. And I compare them sort of to Mike and the Mad Dog who I always compare okay. to EPMD, which is a real random comparison. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're great together, and neither of them are worth a damn individually. They're only good. Really? Like nobody cares. With all due respect to Eric Sermon and all the great records he's produced, nobody cares about Eric Sermon unless it's an EPMD record. Just stay in the back and produce Eric Sermon. Nobody wants to hear Eric Sermon solo music. Nobody, no right. disrespect to Tyler right. Smith. I think Tyler Smith could rap. Nobody cares about a PMD solo record. But EPMD, everybody cares about that. Mike and the Mad Dog was magic. Nobody cared. they When they broke up, they still kept their listeners, but the show doesn't have the same magic. And when Mike and Mike aren't together, they don't have the same magic. Their chemistry is what makes that show, and I enjoy listening to it,
0: but I don't I don't watch it very often
1: or listen to well, it very
0: often. I have, a, I have a big gripe with them, but it's, it's in hand with my gripe with First Take, but that's for the agenda shows that we're going to come up with because I think Mike and Mike and First Take – Push a certain agenda across. So the next Absolutely. name now. Oh, yeah. Next name. Robert Flores, your namesake. <sighs> All right.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. I said I was going to be
0: professional tonight. Try, try to. But but Robert then again, Flores. Robert Flores is like barely you know professional. I'm, I'm going to switch the game
1: up. I'm going to switch the game up. I appreciate the fact that at a time when nobody was paying wrestling any mainstream attention, Robert Flores was still making those obscure WWE wrestling references on air, and I'm sure he was influential in whatever deal, helping whatever deal that was that the WWE ended up getting, and with the coverage that he got there. But other than that, I think the dude is. A, said I'm not going to discredit anybody. <laughs> I don't like Robert Flores, man. I'm not a fan of his style of journalism. I don't like his editorials. His voice annoys me. He has top 25 all-time punchable face. I I
0: don't like that. Next topic. topic, Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard. Broussard. This is a fun one. (sighs) Sources. You know what's funny about Chris Broussard? I I just got a report today from
1: my sources that said I was a Chris Broussard fan, and that tells you how accurate those sources are. Next.
0: All right. Um, no, no. Back
1: to Chris Broussard. Back to Christmas off for one second. I'm gonna say some okay, random okay, okay, thing fine. that I've always, I've always kind of thought. And I know we're getting short on time, but I want to state it.
0: Five minutes.
1: There's ago, a part of good. me. There's a part of me that feels like Chris Broussard is in the position that Scoop Jackson should have been in. And I don't know what happened with Scoop that he didn't end up taking that type of position. And he's more of a background in the cut. You see him every so often, type of dude. But I feel like he yeah, was supposed to be state. that guy. That's, I agree. that's what I think, and I was a big you fan get of, of who that that
0: next opinion. time, Because him in Slam Magazine, I thought he was going to be set up for something like that. But Exactly. Yeah, we could get into that next time. Um, Bomani Jones, another black male that is actually getting a lot of looks now on ESPN. I'm
1: a fan of Bomani Jones so much so that he is – the fact that Dan Levitard is basically the one who gave him his shot is the only thing I like about Dan Leberton. That's how much of a fan of Bumani Jones I am. And I don't get I I don't get to listen to his show as much as I used to because I'm I'm busy a lot now, but when I, I used to listen to it religiously, I still download the podcast, but I don't I maybe get to listen to it once or twice a week. I'm a fan, I enjoy him when he's on around the horn. I like him. I think he's an educated dude. He's very opinionated. I definitely don't always agree with him, but I always respect his willingness to stand on his square and fight for what it is that he feels, you know? He's a good voice.
0: So he, he's, he's a good representative. I got two left. That to be real quick, Colin Cowherd. Even though he left, they made him a star. What, what, what's your take? I never
1: really listened to him much. When I did listen to him, I wasn't a fan. His voice itself actually annoys me. Going back to the K Fagan point, like Cowherd is not easy to listen to. It's not a put. He's kind of grinding on the ears. And uh, he he made those those idiotic remarks about the Dominicans and their education. I thought that was unnecessary. I'm generally not a fan, but like anybody else, I always respects their right to their opinion. And I, I give him like what I call Archie Bunker points, where I would I would rather respect the dude who openly expresses his bigotry than the dude who tries to hide it, because at least that man doesn't really say how they truly feel. So I, that's basically where I stand on that.
0: And. I want to try on a, to end on a better note. The PPI guys, Tony and Mike.
1: The only reason why I still watch ESPN outside of the fact that, you know, some games are only aired on ESPN. It's the only show I listen to it. There's not a morning that goes by that I don't listen to PPI. It's not like I only listen to it on my commute. If it's a day that for some reason I'm not commuting, then I'm just going to listen to it in the house. Or There's no, we, there's not hmm. a time that I don't listen to PPI unless PPI is not on I I really, I genuinely love those guys, and uh, I I look up to those guys. Honestly, like they're probably the only two that I feel have truly maintained their integrity at all costs on the network. And big fans, big a big big fan of both. I feel like in a lot of ways they remind me of like I feel like similar. You know, like there's parallels between them and us, right. me and each of them, and you and each of them is. Nah, that that those those are my boys, man. Those are my boys. Much much respect to Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser.
0: That's the only show I watch on ESPN every day. My TV turns on 520 when I get in from work every single day. And I think they're like the gift and the curse of ESPN. Because they're a throwback to, again, objective journalism. And when they do hot takes, it's actually their real emotions and their real takes on certain things. I feel like they try to pattern a lot of their shows off of that, and they couldn't generate that chemistry and also keep that same integrity. First take, that one-on-one debate show, his and hers one-on-one debates, all of that really is burst out of this PTI duo that is still the best show they have, and they can't recreate it. So, again, I I call them the gift and the curse because – they helped the station so much, but they technically kind of killed the station because the station tried to duplicate and you can't duplicate that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, She told me 90 seconds. So we're going to wrap up here. Next time, guys, we have part two. Part two is where we're actually going to start addressing the agendas that we see that goes on at ESPN. And we're also going to even point out a couple good things that they still do. and, if we do have time, and I really wish we do have time, I want to touch on them killing Grantland and killing a few other sites that they had that might have changed them. And truthfully, Grantland might have saved them with the 30 for 30. We're going to get into all of that on the next show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your questions. Remember, if you want to sponsor, you know how to hit us up. Have a good night, everybody. Why'd you call Thank you for listening to the 30-minute musings of a madman, a.k.a. TM4 podcast, which is a part of the Jaded Writers Club family of podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and share us with friends, family, and your social timelines. Also, if you want to donate to this podcast so you can see it grow beyond audio, check out GoFundMe.com slash TM4Funds for details. That was GoFundMe.com slash TM4Funds. F-U-N-D-S for details.